guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, episode 152, entitled Consoles, Shrek, and Discipline. My name is Brad Silliker. I'm one-third of your hosts, and joined on my right is Lucas Candy, and down below us is Andrew Beckwith. Hello, gentlemen. How you hey, guys y'all. doing? I'm trying out y'all. I like that. I put that. I like it. I I, like it. Yeah, that suits you. Um, Listen, before we get into the episode, we do want to remind you that you can find out all about us, the podcast, and where we are on the internet by just going to OxfordHolyClub.com. And from there, you can find out everything you're looking for. Hey, Mom, thanks for liking the stream. Gloria, nice to see you. I understand there's a hockey game on, and that is of some importance to some people somewhere, I'm told. Um, So... Let me see. What else did I miss? Oh, if you want to do us a big favor now, mom, my mother, Sonia, did the the first thing right by hitting like. And you can do that, too, on Facebook and your name will come up on the screen. Don't you want to see that? And then if you really want to go above and beyond, you can be someone called a sharer. And all that means is you click the share button. And sharing is caring. And so if you want to click Mm -hmm. the share button, that would be huge for us because that's the only way this podcast is going to grow is uh, with your help. And that's just the truth because we don't have money to put into (laughs) advertising. So Also, if you comment and chat and stuff, that helps the algorithm. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you're watching hockey, here's the thing. If you want to watch hockey and you like hockey more than us, we get it. Just keep the phone going beside you with us running and then update with the score every now and then. That helps you. And, or just like us. once in a while, just be like, I agree and or disagree with that previous statement. Yeah. I've been told that if you ever lose track of somewhere in a conversation, you can just say, you know, it's all about moderation and that will apply 99% of the time. I'll and be people tr- will agree with you. I'll be trying that tonight. So everybody, you stay with me and see if you can okay. see where I drop it in. I, I got to write that down. I'm going to forget. Anyway, so that's where you can find us online. And if you want to uh, help us grow the podcast, that would be fantastic. All righty. Should we catch up? I mean, it's been a week and we haven't talked at all. Mm. We've talked. A little little bit. Yeah. What's been going on (gasps) in your life? Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, Jiver, I don't even know what, what this is called. But there's something out there where people think they can manifest things where mm-hmm. if they want it badly enough, they can actually manifest it and it becomes a reality. I think Jim Carrey is one of these uh, people that – does anybody – are you tracking with me? Do you know what this is? Have you ever heard of it? Crazy people? Well, yeah, but but it's like if you really just believe and you can almost like make something happen just by – Like a secular name it and claim it? Maybe kind of like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll run with that. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what's going on, but Pastor Dave and I are manifesting things through our icebreaker questions with our with our church, uh, and and it's the secret book is all about this. Um, maybe it's you, not, you would know, Dwight. Maybe this is Gnosticism. <laughs> anyway, um, so so a while ago on service or during service pastor mentioned something about how he loves, well, it was the icebreaker. And the question was kind of like, what's your favorite dessert or something like that. And so he, he mentioned a pie called shoe fly pie, shoe fly, like flies, not a shoe that flies, 
pie. I, I, I was tracking the first time. Well, okay, I, I, didn't, clarity. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, and, and anyway, then all of a sudden, two of them show up at the church uh, for him on different days. So Imagine that. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so we do another icebreaker. Right comments? So right after that, Sorry. we do another icebreaker, and it is the icebreaker uh, um, maybe the week after, and and I choose it. It's um, if if you only could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? One meal, whatever. And so knowing that Pastor Dave has some kind of magical powers of making pies appear, I mm-hmm. got very descriptive in what my favorite meal is and dessert. You know what you were doing. I, I it's do. a pizza inside a brand new minivan. Yeah. So it's it's scalloped potatoes with uh, like Black Forest ham and 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 uh, for dessert it is a cherry cheesecake and this is where I got specific because it's not just any cherry cheesecake it's 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 got a lot of cherry cheesecake those are so rare it's got to be a cherry cheesecake with a um an oreo crumble bottom instead of oh. a graham cracker bottom it's got to be the oreo okay. and it that's baked and and anyway so i got very specific about that kind of just hoping that maybe one of those would appear well it didn't and that was fine i went on about my life and and then the next week was this last sunday was if you could be anywhere for vacation in the world where would you go and my answer was west point beach with the camper and all that fast forward mm-hmm. to monday and i find myself at west point beach with my camper all set up and I go, this is amazing. So teleported or did you drive there yourself? So then no questions. So then (laughs) we go back for supper with my mom and guess what supper is. Scallop, I didn't request it. Scallop potatoes with ham and carrots and all the fixings. And for dessert cheesecake with the cherry cheesecake with that Oreo bottom. And so now where I'm at is I'm trying to figure out what should my next icebreaker be for Sunday? <laughs> what? I if I could have any ice. car in the world, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I would have a Lamborghini. Uh, I hate to con. Re- rewind it, but what pray tell is in shoe fly pie. I feel like raisins are the raisins in shoe fly pie. You're not the only one like that the, thinks that the I, flies. I think so. Yeah, I thought, um, but, and a lot of brown sugar. I still don't know what it is, even though I've been in the presence of two of them now. Um, so, so anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out if we can, uh, if we can manifest something like, um, how many zeros do you like at the end of your paycheck, uh, before the decimal and, uh, I don't, decimal. Anyway, you put a Z in decimal. It's P, I think. Did you oh, say yeah. de- Did you just say decimal? Decimal. Zebracone. <laughs> Bees. Oh heavens! We're. <laughs> I just want to say uh, I didn't have cheesecake, but I had chocolate cream pie with Oreo crust this weekend. Or- mm, Oreo crust. That that's the good stuff. So it was very good. Uh, so besides, you know, this voodoo that Dwight is accusing us of, uh, we got our camper out yesterday. My uncle Blair helped, my dad helped, and we got it up on the beach. Uh, I posted a little video uh, to the church to let them, because I I told them that was my favorite place. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna bring them. And so I did a little video welcoming them to the to my to my little piece of heaven or my well anyway. Uh, so that's really been what's going on there. Uh, I ate a lot of cheesecake. <laughs> And did a lot of running today to to uh, to earn that. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sir. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I did Google shoe fly pie. No raisins. Uh, it does include molasses, hot water, <laughs> baking soda, eggs, flour, hot water, brown sugar, and shortening. 
So Bill Hudson go. shared yeah. a Google link to it. Yeah, it's a did. picture oh, of it. Oh, good. Yeah. Wikipedia. It feels link. like a real depression era. Yeah, that looks dessert. like uh, yes. like a butter tart almost in, in pie form. So it, I was it, thinking a date square. It's something that the Amish form. community make here. Uh, I think Pennsylvania that, Dutch, apparently. Yeah. Yes, sir. So that's that's what's going on. That's what's going on with me. All right, Lucas, tell us about fingies. Uh, okay, fingies. Uh, so yeah, I had a couple things happening this week. That was uh, weird. I'll, I'll end with fingies. Uh, it's the most recent. It's funny because when we talk, you we do this only every. I'm only interested now. in fingies, so it doesn't matter okay. what else you say. Uh, the other, we we only do this every other week, and sometimes we'd have a hard time scraping up ideas. My problem now is when we do it every other week, I have stuff that I have to like cut from the list that I want to talk about, but I can't. I think anyway, the best thing in uh, cases like this, Lucas, is moderation. There, you know, it's important. It's important to moderate. Uh, so I had a funny misunderstanding at work uh, on our. We have a group text thread. Uh, I call it the. What do we call it? I call it the grapevine. Uh, anyway, so we, we go back and forth on stuff, and uh, anyway, Joel what, Osteen. Why is G. Dwight putting Joel Osteen Olstein in our chat? Because there's no Elmer but yes. about taking uh, advantage of people for food. <laughs> for food. So anyway, in the group, group oh, text, the name it and claim it stuff? Yeah, Lucas yeah, is trying to talk right. about his story. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing confidence in it now. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's fine. So there we are in our group text to talk about how bad the mosquitoes are. Because in France, anyway, they just came out in force, like recently. Uh, anyway, and I was talking to them. And we were talking about mosquitoes. And then I put a comment in that said, yeah, Melissa and I were thinking about watching the hockey game out in the hockey night uh, in the hot tub tonight. But we were worried we might get carried away. And I was referring to the <laughs> mosquitoes. <laughs> But all my coworkers thought I was being weirdly braggy about something. And then and I just get a question mark wrong thread. And I said, no, by the mosquitoes. They're like, oh, sure. Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> that did make me laugh. Yeah, I had a good hearty chuckle about, about that. that. Yeah. You're uh, funny. But then they told me they were laughing hard. So don't forget everything they in moderation. Everything. That's the important thing. Uh, okay, then Fingies is so we were we were hanging out with most family this weekend. Her parents came up, and my parents too. But at this point, are just us, my parents, and her brother and sister, and all of our billion kids. Um, and we, we they're at the age now where there's a there's a tennis court we can go to and play tennis. And the kids play in the playground. We can see them. Uh, they're kidnap resistant anyway, not proof, but resistant. That's uh, great. We've been wait, we used to play a lot of t- uh, tennis, but we can't anymore because we, we kids were always running around all this stuff. But now we can. It was very exciting. So I was playing, it was me and Melissa's sister against her parents and we were playing and I had this, like, I'm not very good. As you can tell, I'm not very athletic. I'm not very good. The only skill I have is transferred over from ping pong. So I have, I have a little bit of know-how, but anyway, we're playing and I had like the best rally of my life. I was throwing these awesome shots. They were doing crazy returns. It was awesome. And this final one, I just nail it to the back corner. Melissa's dad, who's like the best tennis player, run for it, can't get it. And he's like, no. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I was like celebrating. And I was like talking about how great it was and making like talking some kind of smack. And I look over and her dad's on the ground. And I was like, oh no. And he's like kind of cradling his hand a little bit. And I was like, oh no, he's hurt. And I ran over and was like, what happened? He's like, I think I broke my finger. And I was like, how? Like last time I saw him, he was nowhere near the ball because I'm so good at tennis. I forgot to mention that. And uh, anyway, and it's like bloody and it's like misshapen. And I was like, oh my word. In my head, I'm like, now no one will remember my great play, but that's fine. 
Anyway, so we that's yeah, the real tragedy. Anyway, he, we he's like, okay, I got to go to the the, the the hospital. So he and and his wife go to the hospital, and we had always we've been planning to go for ice cream after anyway. So we're like, we'll go for ice cream, and, and you guys go to the hospital. Keep us like in the know. Anyway, we're in lineup at uh, at the best ice cream place in Fairton, and then we get a text from him going. The way here is six hours. I'm coming for ice cream. So he shows up with his like mangled claw and he's like loving his rum raisin or whatever. And, uh, and he ate the whole thing. And then he drove to Ormokdo to the you know, easier to get into hospital. So there you go. Poor Blair. But Blair's doing good. He did fracture in two places. And I got we were asking about like updates and like, yeah, they put his they said, yeah, they gave him a splint and they put his th- his fingernail back. And I'm like, fingernail back. Where was it in the first place? Like, I don't remember that. So anyway, he got right in. He's been taken care of very well. Uh, but yeah, so that was my fingies story. Oh, my word. Uh, yeah. And then we're the nice other one job. is we're setting up our pool. So there you go. Fun fun. Oh, well, Mr. Right. Pool yeah. and hot tub and tennis. Yeah. Mm, you can jump a, in the cold pool, uh, run to the hot tub. <laughs> what a life. Melissa said she's going to take buckets from the hot tub and put in the pool. She thinks that'll make a real temperature swing in the old pool. Um, so anyway, yeah. Have you, uh, right. have you found it? Have you found a big uh, increase in your electric bill since you put the hot tub in? Uh, a little bit, uh, not crazy. Um, probably it was probably worse in the winter, but now it's like we have it insulated now, so that helps a lot, and uh, we won't be running it as hard in the summer. So yeah, not cool. too bad. Okay, reasonable. Cool. Cool. Okay. Andrew. Well, buckle up, guys, because I have stuff to talk Whoa. about. I know it's wild. Whoa. Why get your seatbelts on your ears? I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's so, anyways, it was uh, been a busy week. It was Lincoln's birthday this past weekend, and uh, so he turned two. Uh, but if you ask him, he turned three. Uh, he's adamant about that. He might <laughs> anyways, be Korean, was... they start at zero. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. anyway so uh it was a good weekend it was actually my dad's birthday too and it was ruthie's birthday i mean how come we didn't talk about ruthie's birthday oh man we didn't make the cut sorry if we did it every week we're talking about ruthie's birthday so uh we we wanted to time because we're going to see different groups of people uh we wanted to time our big announcement and i already told you guys our big announcement but we are having uh, another baby and so and so we wanted all <laughs> oh well, that would be a interesting what is that about speaking things into existence yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, no okay no, that'll no. be our icebreaker this week so we wanted <laughs> oliver to be involved in announcing he identifies you. as three i'm so sorry but <laughs> uh, dwight sorry. uh we Talk wanted oliver to be involved in in the announcement that's always rough mm. Um, so we were having, we were doing it twice. We we're doing it for Tiffany's parents and for my parents because bubbles and all that stuff. So the first time we wanted Oliver to bring Lincoln a card that he had made and then open it. And it said like, you're going to be a big brother. So we wanted him to say, you're going to be a big brother. And then everybody would be like, ah, anyway. So we're like, Oliver, what does the card say? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you're instantly, you're just like, Come on, just say what we told you to say. Read one line. Yeah. Anyways, so Tiffany's like, "You're going to," and he's like, "You're going to a restaurant." <laughs> he was also manifesting. Love it. And everyone and everyone's like, "Oh, cool, yeah." And finally, he's like, he says it, 
And so then the, the next day we're at my parents' house and we did the, I don't know why we thought it was a good idea again, but we did the whole card thing again. Oliver drew a picture inside with three kids and my dad. And he was supposed to say like, this is Lincoln, this is me, and this is the baby. <laughs> no. this is the he, my dad looks at it and he's like, oh, who are all these? He's like, that's me, that's Lincoln. And he's like, oh, is that mommy and daddy? And he's like, no, that's you. And he's like, oh, well, who's this? And I mean, at this point, he probably has a good idea. And Oliver's like, I don't remember. <laughs> and we're like, and we're like, staring at each other. Maybe a like, trip to a restaurant would jog my mind. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, my dad's like, oh, okay. And he closes the card. And we're like, the moment <laughs> is passing. So finally, I'm just like, that's Lincoln and Oliver's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Do you know Anyways. that it's a boy? You just said little brother. Oh, sorry. I, we don't know that. Little. It's too early to know that. I'm not keeping that a secret. <laughs> anyway, so it it was fine. It worked out. Everyone's excited and whatnot. So that happened. And then uh, what else? So Oliver uh, started soccer tonight. I know I brought that up that Oliver was going to be doing soccer and so uh i'm going i got a picture for you guys oh please tell me it's him <laughs> laying on the ball like my son did when he <laughs> played soccer uh, i'm just gonna send it real quick uh, is this something that we're gonna share on the podcast or is this just for us uh, oh i mean you could we could show it as best as we can <laughs> but i'll let you guys look at it first where did you send it oh there it is this He's laying on the ball. <laughs> he was actually laying on it more. I couldn't get my phone out fast enough <laughs> to get the full leg. You were like fumbling with it. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get this picture. Anyways, it was good. Uh, I, I will say I am glad it's only 45 minutes. Um, But all I was, I was genuinely concerned that he was just going to show up and be like, oh, this is soccer. I'm out of here. Like, because he was really, he was really, really pumped about going to soccer and that was great. But he typically is really pumped about everything. And then he just (laughs) like kind of moves on. Anyways, he did awesome. He was doing all the stuff they're supposed to do. Uh, and then, and then it, they finally, like, he was like, are we going to actually play soccer? And, and I didn't think they were because it's, it's so young, right? Like it's yeah. mostly just about drills and stuff. Anyways, they were like, okay, we're going to play, we're going to play a little game. Then they put like jersey, like beanies on or pennies on some of them or oh. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Beanies, little beanies. And anyways, so then they're like, okay, he's just going to try and pass it as many times and kick it in into the net. And I'll, I'm like, okay, Oliver, go get it. And he's like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you've oh. done so good so far. And he's like, and he he was just nervous, right? Like sure. I could yeah. tell he was just didn't want to. I'm like, come on, Oliver, like, just go do it. You know, go play it. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm, he is playing soccer. And I'm like, Oliver, if you go and you chase that ball and you try and kick it, I will take you to the toy store and I will buy you a toy. <laughs> take you to the restaurant. Knocking <laughs> <laughs> kids left, right, and center. Nice oh, job. And he was, it's he always was, a dollar store. Don't try too hard. And he was running everywhere and trying. Like it was chaos. All the little, the, like he was. He's probably on the older end of the kids. Sure. Um, right. And so a lot, of, a lot of them were picking up the balls. Of anyways, it was, it was good. It was a good first night. I'm, I'm glad that he. <laughs> 
participated and he mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it. It's funny to see the range because it's like the parent one where you like are just with your kid on the field. Yep. And it's yeah. funny to see the variety of parents that are out there and grandparents as well. And it, it's just really like, there's so many, there's like literally some parents that are like almost in their own soccer equipment. And then <laughs> there's like, there was one guy who had like this, there's one guy that had like a shirt with all these holes all in it. He's like strolling around like like a mesh a shirt or just no, really a lot of holes in just it. Just a really like holy shirt. Batteries. Yeah. Okay, like, there you go. Anyways, so it was good. That is uh <clears throat> that's it. That's all I got, what I got for ketchup. That was good. Wow, that was a good so, ketchup. Uh, why don't we move on to a Yahoo answers? Whoa. I thought Yahoo was dead. It mm-hmm. is dead. That website's right. gone, but there's still stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we're going to check out yeah. Yahoo Answers. Basically, uh, Robert is always a good option in parenting. James Dobson would be proud. Nice job, <laughs> on, the way, on the way out of the parking lot, I'm like, listen, Oliver, this is the one and only time yeah, right. I am, I'm buying you a toy for playing soccer. You you don't play soccer next time? Then fine. You don't play soccer. <laughs> hey, what kind of toy did you get him? Uh, he got a Nerf gun. That's Which, a good toy. Oh, that's Holy a jumping. <laughs> like name, that's a name brand toy. Did you go name brand? Yeah, it's a Nerf gun. I said you could spend twenty dollars, $20 or less. He was going to get a, wow. a Bakugan. He likes those Bakugan things. Um, but <laughs> anyways, we'll move. We'll move on. Oh, thanks, Lucas. Uh, I was the the most I ever get close to like threatening my children is when they won't smile for pictures. So I get that upsetness. This is uh, and Brad. It's funny that you were looking for it because it was literally three scrolls up in our own chat. I forgot that we shared this. This, this is this is my son laying on the soccer ball way back when. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good for the back. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read a Yahoo answer, and uh, we're going to try and help Luke Bowden out. That's his name. Mm-hmm. All right, Luke. Luke Bowden. Here we go. Love it. You are able to summon a giant Shrek doll anywhere around the world at this very moment. Where would be the most entertaining place to put it? I need to know how big is giant. That's a very nebulous term. Is it like six feet tall or is it like 60 feet tall? I think okay, we, well, Shrek is, himself is probably six feet tall, but I guess it's a doll. I think hmm. we get to use our imagination here. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was brought back to a moment on a class trip called History and Travel where we went to Ottawa and we were in the House of Commons when they were in they were in session. It was like question period or whatever it's called. And one of our students decided it was smart to make a paper airplane while sitting in the gallery and throw it. And it landed on the desk of the Speaker of the House. And (laughs) that's what this reminded me of, because I thought, oh, my goodness, it would be so much fun if I was just watching, you know, question period or whatever it is on TV and then just was like, boom. And there's a giant Shrek doll right beside our prime minister. You Shrek. You Shrek. <laughs> like our uh, prime minister actually, gets up to answer a question from the from the opposition, and then you Shrek. You Shrek. I was actually thinking uh, like president, prime minister as well, but yeah, I'm yeah. actually going to use mine for something more important. I think, and that is, wow. I'm not going to use mine for comedic World value peace. as much as World nope. peace. No, that's that either. So uh, Montreal again is playing Toronto. They've had to pull their goalie every night because of issues. Uh, anyway, I'm going to say they pull their goalie. Boom! Giant Shrek in the net. Ha! Take that. Okay. They would, just, they would just blow the whistle. 
Yeah. Who oh. put that Shrek there? Like, it's not in the rule book, like Airbud. They're like, technically, it's not in the rule yeah, book. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that'd be great. And they go on to win the Stanley Cup. There, I made it happen. And Shrek gets one the, giant Shrek. Shrek gets to hold it first. What about you, Andrew? That's right. Uh, I immediately thought, if like, super giant uh, Shrek doll in downtown, like, Tokyo. Oh, like, you're talking like a big Shrek doll. Yeah, yeah, like a Godzilla like size, Godzilla size, Godzilla yeah. size Shrek, downtown Tokyo. <laughs> but it's, it's like a, a doll, kaiju. so it, it it's so big, it just immediately like crumples. I don't know. That's just That's immediately violent, what came to my mind. Uh, all right. Like no, it didn't injure anybody. It's soft. It's soft. Oh, it's a plushie, a giant Shrek plushie doll. Mm. I was also picturing plushie, not like a hard plastic. <laughs> Just made of wood. Big old giant wood Shrek doll. Carved. <laughs> Shrek. Uh, wow. I don't there think, I don't know that we helped him. I don't know that he had a real question that needed help. Yeah. I don't think we solved it. We definitely. We didn't. saved, our, we shared our opinions. Well, Bill we Hudson. We moved the ball to the field. Bill Hudson is, um, he's going to send it to his work. Bill, where do you work? Oh, that's maybe. He's right. He's a goalie for Toronto. Tron. I was going to say, maybe speaker. I can of the tell house. you where he works, but I'll, we want the chat to be interactive. So well, that's that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, let's, let's really make him do the work. Let's force this. Are we just going to stare at our screens and not talk until Bill responds? Hopefully he's. Well, let's leave that to Bill. He could work for a spy agency. Hopefully uh, he didn't follow true. your advice, Lucas, and he's watching the hockey game while just kind of keeping this on. Oh, uh, come on, Bill. Um, fun fact: I once knew someone. Name Bill for a spy organization. Oh, mm. me too. No way. Yeah, legit. One of the same person. Maybe they're really fast. Anyway, we'll 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 compare notes after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Neighborhood bouncy castle. Hashtag. Why are you hashtagging cool, mom? Oh, some Mandy <laughs> Canadian Tire gas bat. What's gas that? bar? I said oh, bar. I was thinking, give a giant. <laughs> Bat, gas that, bat that you get gas from. <laughs> when, did the, <laughs> when did the Canadian Tire get into the bat business? Uh, that's amazing. Uh, f- fun fact for, well, actually not a fun fact, but for a long, long time, fact. I exclusively went to the gas bar to get those Canadian Tire bucks all through university. And I ended up buying myself some sort of trinket with it years after years of collecting. I have a story about my friend working at the Canadian Tire gas bar and oh. scamming a lot of money, <laughs> but I won't share it here. <laughs> I like. Was he rolling in rolling with like briefcases full of Canadian Tire money? I would. I would share it. Here. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh my goodness. We're gonna move on and get into our smart. And we're no, gonna. Or that's not Bill. Uh, they can't see your wink. I've got a graphic up. What? Okay. Wink, wink. Wink. Now. Now you're good. There it is. Uh, so what we're going to do is have, uh, have a look at a piece of scripture, and then we're going to go down through an acronym called SMORP, which stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And it's just uh, five little cues that we take as we digest some scripture. And so it's going to be on the screen for you. And then we're going we're gonna to share back and forth, the three of us, but we'd love it if you would participate along with us. Uh, our church has been going through a thing. It's been coming up a lot that uh, just watching and being a spectator as a Christian is not enough. We need to be participants, and and God continues to invite us 
to be participants with him. And, uh, and so, you know, maybe tonight that's it for you. Maybe tonight you can participate with us, engage with scripture, maybe in a way you haven't before. And who knows what God could do uh, through, through this tonight. So participate along with us if you dare. The scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 to 11. Let's see if I can read and click at the same time. And it says this. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you were left without discipline, in which you've all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have an earth we we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us when and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. For the moment all discipline se- for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Awesome. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, gentlemen, uh, sorry, I that was. I should the I initially put the NIV in our notes. I made the same mistake again where I copied NIV but put ESV up. The NIV actually in this case uh, rolls off the tongue a whole lot easier than the ESV. <laughs> ESV NIV. What's important is moderation. Nice. You really brought it back. There you go. Uh, so um, we're going to look at scripture. That is, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? Certainly we can see it here. Uh, I would encourage you, if you have a journal, to use it. These are great, great times to write some stuff down. All right, gentlemen. I really enjoyed verse 11. Sorry, I jumped right at the gun there. I'm so excited. Jump, jump, jump. Uh, for, the moment of, for, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Andrew. Uh, for me, it was uh six for the Lord disciplines, the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Mm-hmm. S- same with me uh, with both like this. <laughs> it's, it's in every verse here uh, about discipline. Discipline is certainly a word that, that, uh, that jumps off, you know, children and sons jump off. Uh, the page for me, but Lucas, I'm verse 11 was the one that really jumped off, especially the, the painful rather than pleasant. Um, and I'm used to hearing in the NIV, which is no discipline seems pleasant at the time, yeah. uh, but painful later on, however, produces a harvest of righteousness and peace right. for those who have been trained by it. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some phrases that jumped off at us. Let us know if there was anything in the scripture for you that jumped off. The message part of our smorp is what do you sense the Lord saying to you? Actually, no, you know what? We're going to go back for a second. What does this scripture tell us about the nature of God, just his character and who he is? That is a question worth uh, worth answering here tonight, gentlemen. Anybody want to take he a wants, crack? He wants the best for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's concerned with long-term, not short-term. Sure, absolutely. 
and I mean, there's there's the the father's heart here, right? Like the nature of a father, the perfect example of that. So the message part, gentlemen, is what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's easier for me to look at scripture and go, that scripture would be great for them. Uh, <laughs> that person really needs this scripture. So the question is, forget everyone else, no offense everyone else, but what is God saying specifically to you here in the scripture? Um, for verse 11, it really talks to me anyway about just a reminder that as, as the father in my family, I need to be able to not shy away from disciplining my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as my, as a teacher in class, I need to shy not shy away from disciplining students. Actually, part of my job as vice principal is discipline, right? Um, and it's never fun to do. Like if you're sure. if you're like, oh, I can't wait to discipline kids. Like that's weird, right? To be like, oh, I can't wait for them to be sad or, or whatever. <laughs> but like it's, it's never pleasant, right? But it's it's important. And in fact, I that's something I've worked on over the last little bit is. I've had to get over the like, oh, you know, I'm a people pleaser, right? Mm-hmm. But if you try to please people, they'll be short-term happy, but what's best for them long-term? And mm. I've been able to start getting around my hesitance to like discipline students by saying like, what would I want someone to do for my kids? Like if my kid was running around being a donkey, how would I want him dealt with? Like yeah. I'd want mm. him dealt with like properly, right? Punished yeah. and, and 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 corrected, not like you know, 50 lashes just for the sake of it, but like, you know, make it right, find a way to rebuild the relationship, all that kind of stuff. And that's, which is tricky because sometimes you'll, you'll be doing kind of restorative justice and, you know, a parent wants their, their pound of flesh or whatever. Right. Mm. Um, (laughs) They want justice. You know, that's our our, our internal joke. Like I want justice by justice. They mean that kid needs that. I've had a parent one time tell me you can, you can give my kid detention as long as you give that kid detention. It's like, no, we talked to it. We worked it out. It's like, no, no that kid needs attention. Even if you have to, dis- even if my kid needs attention, like that's fine. Uh, this is like a long time ago, but yeah. Anyway. Wow. So yeah, that's how it speaks to me. It, it's funny because I'm, I'm with you on this. And after I dropped this scripture uh, in, I, I saw the scripture on Thursday and then put it in our show notes immediately after we had to do something where we were disciplining our kids or dis- specifically we had to mm-hmm. discipline harmony. And I, mm-hmm. and, and she did not like what we were doing and how she was being disciplined. And I remember thinking to her at the thinking at the time, a man, I wish she understood. I wish she really understood in her heart why we're Mm -hmm. doing this because I'm saying the words, but it's different for her to get, get it up here and get it down here. At the moment, she's Mm -hmm. rebelling against our discipline. She's not receiving it and understanding that we're, we're doing this because we love her. And she just wasn't getting Mm -hmm. that. She was just ticked and angry at us. And then all of a sudden it just hit me. I'm like, man, I wonder how many times I've just been ticked and angry at God instead of receiving mm-hmm. the discipline and growing. So for yeah. me, the, the message was to try to recognize when I am being disciplined. Now, I'd much rather not be disciplined, right? Like yeah. I'd much rather live it with peaceful fruit of righteousness, and but I don't always make the right call. I do mess up, and there are times where I need to be disciplined. So to try to recognize that and... and uh, and recognize too that in that discipline, God is treating us as sons. If, uh-huh. if, if He didn't discipline us, Scripture here says we were Ill, we'd be illegitimate children, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. fact that He loves, so for me, the message is that God loves me so much that He is unwilling to leave me where I'm at. <laughs> mm. So that's, that's good. Thanks. Well, thank you, Andrew. What about you, my man? 
Well, I mean, it's this is a really good passage for all of us, you know, as fathers. I think we just <laughs> it just resonates so well, and mm. I just think of you know when Oliver you know does something, and typically I'll say you know go up to your room for a few minutes or you know go over there by yourself and and that's the moment where you have to decide okay I'm going to now say some things to him and not just be like okay your timeout's done come back you know there's that next step of in discipline how do I teach you that what you did wasn't okay and I think that uh, and this kind of goes along with, you know, what you were saying, Brad, of recognizing discipline and, and things like that is, you know, we we take that moment to figure out what we're going to say to our children and specifically how we're going to teach them. And we need to recognize that when, when we realize that we are being disciplined <clears throat> for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it's almost on us to – the onus is on us to, to decipher, you know, what, what am I learning from this situation? Yeah. Um, and cause I mean, we can easily just be like, okay, that thing happened to me. I didn't like it, whatever. And you move on, but you're not going to learn. We right. need to take that time with God and, and process and figure out what the outcome of that situation and what have we learned from that situation. Mm. And I think that's really important to take that time, um, whether you're giving the discipline to figure out what you're going to say, or you're getting discipline and seeing, figuring out what's being said to you. Mm-hmm. That's good, Andrew. That kind of really does roll into the obedience part is uh, a step of obedience that we need to take today or this week based on what God's revealing to us in the scripture. And something that you said, Andrew, that really jumped out at me was uh, taking the time with God, you know, because he's trying to teach us what he's doing in those moments. I remember when, um, especially when we get, when Mandy and I got married and, and started having kids you start looking back to what your parents did and recognizing why they did it and they weren't so crazy and, and what it did for you and the lessons that were learned along the way. Right. In the, and, and so the same way with God though, like I, for me, I need to stop and slow down and go, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me right now? Uh, and so that I don't make the same mistake again, you know, show me, mm-hmm. show, show me what, what led to this point where I needed to, where I needed to be disciplined. Um, so that for me, that, that's kind of the, that obedience piece for me, at least is to take that time to, to see when it's happening, why it's happening and learn. And because, uh, you know, he is speaking to us and it's, it's, this is really cool. He disciplines us. Um, he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. Like there is a purpose for mm-hmm. that discipline which I think is so cool. Uh, And the last thing for me was this, and Lucas, you spoke to this. We are, we are so focused on, on immediate gratification that we don't focus on the long term and, and, you know, uh, sowing seeds for longevity and things like that. And I think it applies here in discipline uh, for me is to, Hey, Hey, Michael, glad you're here, buddy. Um, Is I want to be in this for the long game. So, so yeah, it might be rough and I might need to go through some things, but if I'm, if I just chill and try to find out what God's teaching me as opposed to trying to just, all right, let's just, you know, I'd much rather, um, much rather let's be get comfortable. this over with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got to stop talking. Um, 
he is more concerned with my character than my comfort. And, and I just, I need to be cool with that. Um, this, it happened right around Christmas time. I showed it in my leadership class. Actually, there was this clip of the Manitoba premier, um, who was basically putting all these lockdowns in effect right before Christmas time. And he told this story about his, like when he was in high school about some vice principal giving him a hard time and he was giving him like a smug look or something. He goes, listen, kid, like, I know you don't like me right now. He's like, that's fine. He's like, the stuff I'm doing for you is so you become a better adult. So you become a man. You don't stay a boy. He's like, yeah, it's okay if you hate me now. It's like, you'll respect me in the future. And then this guy's like, basically this, and then it cuts back to this, this premier, basically half in tears. He goes, that's, and I did. He's like, and I, and he's like, and that's why he's like, I get it. People do not like me. Like I'm stealing Christmas from some people by making these bubbles. He's like, but I'm doing it because I think it's the best thing for you. I get it. He's like. I'm not popular now and I'll probably never be popular for what I'm doing, but I'm doing it because I think it's right. Uh, and, and I really, I, I've mm. never seen this guy. I heard of him before ever. I'm not really up on Manitoba politics, but I had a lot of respect <laughs> for, uh, for him for what he said, because I, I believed him when he said it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, anyway. And I, and I, and another little thing I was thinking too, is just, I love, like I said, listen to Dave Ramsey all the time. People call up and like, Oh, my son or daughter is doing something. And they say, I guess I have to show some tough love. And he's like, no, no, Love, just love. He's like, there's no such thing as tough love. Mm. It's just love. You know, mm. it's, it's just the love they need. And I was like, ah, I like that. So I've I've used it. Several Classic times. Dave. Classic DR, am I right? Maybe it's not tough love, but love is tough. Oh, <laughs> classic Brad. That was a classic. That was a pastor move right there. <laughs> Word flip. flip. Flip it. Semantic backflip. Sermon. Yeah, I mean, I, I was basically with, with Brad and what I said earlier, you know, just recognizing when I'm being disciplined and receive that and figure out what the lesson is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I like your point about when you're disciplining your own kids, not making it like, okay, punishment. Okay. You're done. It's the real punishment. The real discipline is happening when you have that conversation afterwards. Yeah. Like when you're- to the room is just so you can calm yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but- just for your benefit. <laughs> but the, the, you know what though? And maybe there's something here because, you know, getting sent to the room is the immediate stop the action, stop the mm-hmm. what's happening until, like you said, until, you know, the your brain calms down, cools down, and then the learning mm-hmm. can begin. And so, you know, you yeah. got to think if we can figure that out as, as fathers for our children, mm-hmm. and we see that in school and different things, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder, I, I'm, I'm just tossing it out there. Like, I wonder if God's like, okay, we're putting the brakes on this right now, because if you don't stop, if I don't step in, you are mm-hmm. going to go off the rails and do it to your room, Brad, right? The world of hurt. And, and, and so I, th- Andrew, I think you've really hit something here because if we, if we just come out of our room and then just go right back into whatever, we haven't learned mm. anything. We've got to take that time to, to, to be taught, mm. uh-huh. man, man, you nailed it. So, all right. Repentance, gentlemen, um, write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. And if applicable, Write down any steps you're taking to turn away from sin and purpose of walking in holiness. We normally will pass over these, but I'll just, I want to give opportunity. Is there anything guys for for yourselves that you would share? Have uh, for me, it would be using the, using the punishment as just a, basically like a get out of my face move. Like, as yeah. opposed to like, I'm mad at you get in my face without actually doubling back and doing the actual teaching of it. Right. Um, and doing the kind of the restorative part. I, I, Listen to a podcast. I say it's funny because I remember we were crossing over the show, the uh, the PEI bridge when we listened to it. It was an Andy Stanley one. He talked about when he was, uh, you know, a parent of young kids. He said it was always about 
He's like, anytime my kids got in trouble, we always made the, the punishment about restoring the relationship they had damaged, not about just like serving time. So like one time they were super bad to a babysitter. So like he made them like buy flowers for her and like take basically take her out on a date, like to like say <laughs> we're sorry and to like, like yep. here you go and like use their money and all this stuff. And he goes, and it was way worse than grounding them. He's like, cause they hated it. He's like, but it was also <laughs> taught them like to, to, but it wasn't about them hating it. It was about like for fixing the relationship, restoring it. That's right. So now I always try to fix like what, what, what relationship is broken and how do I need to fix it? But instead sometimes just like go upstairs, like get out of my, I've literally told him like, go to a different floor than I'm on right now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having a separate floor in a month's time so that I can say that. Yes. Yes. It's not good parenting, but sometimes I'm like, you need to put yourself on a different floor. Go inside instead of the stoop. <laughs> it's, seriously, it's like, go, go to the neighbors. I, I just get, <laughs> just get, uh, Andrew, do you want to throw yeah. anything in here? No, well, I mean, for me, I guess it is. I I don't think I've actively taken that time to recognize uh, discipline. Um, so so I'll repent for that in terms of, you know, I need to be the one to decipher that. Or not decipher, but just listening for that and learning from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to do a quick shout out. Thank you for watching, Tia. I am very sorry. Uh, my best material was earlier in the show. Uh, but, uh, sorry, oh, yeah, Back you've, been, you've been nailing it. Uh, in terms of repentance for me, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm nailing it right now. Just really on, on my game. Slam dunk parenting. Slam dunk parenting. Nope, absolutely not. I would definitely re- be able to repent of the same thing. You know, that both, both of you have said, um, of, of parenting, unfortunately, sometimes out of anger and just to get things to stop without being teach, without teaching. And then, you know, with what Andrew said, uh, to not be teachable. So, uh, gotta have a teachable spirit. Yep. Yeah, you do. And, mm-hmm. and Lord, please forgive us and, and help us to be, to be better. And, and that really, that's, you know, the end of this is to spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings and gentlemen, you know, we've been talking about our kids and our families. We are blessed men. Um, and mm-hmm. God has entrusted much to us. So, you know, this is, this is a good reminder. And Lucas, I really, I think the big thing I'm taking away from what you said is, uh, it's about restoring relationship. And this, mm-hmm. this discipline that with God is all about restoring relationship. Uh, yeah. so, so that has been our smorp guys. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. Thanks. That was a, that was a nice, good passage of scripture. So, yeah. We really nailed that everybody. High five. Yeah. Hey. hey, oh, hey oh. Okay. Uh, we're, we're high-fiving gonna... for those of you listening on the radio. Oh yeah. Right. right. I forgot we have audio on only. the, on the AM radio. Shoot. I meant to tell you guys to load up the, um, the clubhouse app and just have it on and open as we talked <laughs> low quality audio. I bet that would really rake I, in well, the listeners. I was just, so, so we're on this app called clubhouse. That is an, inv- it's the, it's the hottest exclusive. new thing. It's, it's taken, Isn't that where goofus and gallant are? No, no. It's taken off like crazy guys. It's treehouse. Sorry. Um, nice. Anyway, this app called clubhouse where you can listen in to people as they're having conversations <laughs> And I thought it would be so much fun that when we record our podcast to also just have the clubhouse app open and be talking and because people can join in the conversation. Uh, I'm thankful for, for you, Dave Ramsey and Andy Stanley. Do you have any Tim Keller reference? Anyone? Oh my goodness. I'll have them ready for next week. Yeah. Just have, a, have a big old list. Uh, Lucas, let's toss to you, my dude with the best and the rest. All right, everyone, 
best and the rest. So it's where I give you category and you give me the best version of something of the, of the category and the worst. Uh, this one's interesting. This one's actually a an Andrew original. I'm very excited for it and to hear your perspectives. Give me the best game console you've ever enjoyed and the worst game console. What, did I come enjoyed. up with this? Yeah, you sent it out there. I thought you threw it out there. It wasn't me. Oh, sorry. Ooh, Brad. Ooh, no. The important <laughs> thing is moderation. Uh, yeah, so Brad. So since, Brad, you came up with it, I'm going to talk to you first. Okay, this was this was tough because there was a time in my life where I sold all consoles and and went forsake all of it, forsook I, all our consoles. I forsook all my consoles and went 100% Sony PSP. Oh uh, man, glorious. So, but I, I started I started thinking back through the consoles that have really made the biggest impact in my in my life, and certainly I've been a huge Xbox player and have loved all the all the Xboxes down through. However, in terms of the one I think that would, uh, oh man, I think the one that made the biggest impact. Can you guys guess? I think you can. Three sixty, Vita or a uh, piece uh, PSP. No, 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 no. This is so. Oh man, this is hard. Sixty four. Yes, the the Nintendo uh, yeah. the Nintendo sixty four uh, was. Brad was a troll before it was cool. Yeah, but the Nintendo sixty four for me was was a phenomenal console, and it was man. something something that I played for so long. Even after it was phased out, I still played it. Uh, every now and then, I still go back and play games that were on it. I did sell mine a while ago so that I could get the, uh, the sold his childhood the Xbox, the Xbox Series X. Um, and then in terms of, so that was, I'm going to go best, but it's hard because the Xbox is what has kept us together. Uh, Mm -hmm. like it, it's really, it's really, well, I say that there's other things that we do other than play video games, (laughs) but being able to play on Xbox is how we connect with each other. So Mm -hmm. it, it, it really was a toss up between the Xbox and, um, and the N64. Although, you know, the Xbox, I mean, we've been gaming together for how long on the Xbox? Well, since, since well, since 360, because we were gaming together on the on the Xbox. It's like Xbox. 2007 or something. So, guys, like, you know, it's been, we've been doing that longer than I played the N64. So, I gotta, I'm gonna go back, I gotta go back on my N64 thing, and I'm going. He's reneging. Oh, okay. And okay. I can, let's go worst. He'll eventually talk himself into every console. I've only, <laughs> ever, I've only ever stuck. They're my, my head. children. I can't pick a favorite. I, I, I was, this was a hard one. Uh, Bradley's choice. I, I really, yeah, funny. I really think the N64 was probably the defining console for me where I became a gamer, so to speak. But the Xbox with Xbox live has been my go-to uh, mainly because we game. So I, I know I'm supposed to only pick one, but I'm picking those two. In terms, which one? Sorry, was your second one? I was replying. In terms of the mm. worst, PlayStation Three Turbo Graphics, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Three. I I I only had one game that I kind of liked on it called Mag. Uh, I remember Mag. Yeah, there was there was Mag. Um, I was really going back and forth between that and this is going to sound confrontational, my uh, Nintendo 3DS. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've I've had a couple of them and I game for a little while and then it just drops off the map and I, I mm. right where like the Switch I've been able to to continue going because it's kind of the best of both worlds. So, but yeah. I I'd really have to go PS3 and then I've never ever dipped back into 
the PlayStation ecosystem after that. It really just that's not yeah. where that's not where we game, and that was not games that I enjoyed. There, I spoke too much. Go, it's not go. where the party's at, baby. That's right. Okay, Andrew, how about you? I'm interested to hear your your thoughts. All right. So I will give, oh, I actually never thought about it until Brad brought it up. I will give an honorable mention to N64 because that was uh, like the first game I ever beat was Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, the second game I ever beat was Super Mario 64. And the third game I ever beat was 007. Like that was a, that was when I finally, like as a kid, started to play the full game. Started was, beating games. So yeah. uh, that was formational for me. Uh, vis mm-hmm. video games. Uh, but my all-time favorite best console, Xbox 360. Um, and I will say that it it is primarily because of the the time and the memories mm. that I have mm. from that. Because yeah. I got that my second year of university. Oh. That was like when we just all started to hang out. You guys were hanging out all but a lot before that but that's when i met brad well i met brad it doesn't matter anyways that's when i really started hanging out with you guys yeah a lot and we um all ended up slowly uh getting them and that's Mm -hmm. when uh, shortly after that you moved to ottawa and we all got xbox live for the first time Uh, so i just after on the back so it could be wireless uh so i just have a lot of good memories uh, mm-hmm. from from playing on the Xbox 360. And I mean, it has some of the best games that were have ever been made. Uh, oh, yeah. So it, just purely because of that, um, uh, really good memories with the old Xbox 360. Um, yeah. And probably worst. the worst. Um, and this is, this is, I mean, not not a very controversial answer because it's probably the worst just based on sales numbers. I'm oh. going to go with the Sega Dreamcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I never had as a kid, but I got one uh, later on in my life and played it a little bit. And it was not good. And I could see why it was probably... <laughs> It, it had like good. it yeah. had like the really weird controller and the, it had like the Polygon memory card graphics. the memory card that also had like a screen Home on it which sounded really cool anyways yeah. but i mean it just failed commercially mm-hmm. like it it didn't that was the end of um saga as selling consoles Andrew you reminded mm-hmm. me and i don't mean to cut you off and i'm not going to go on long my worst was the nintendo wii because I remember I bought the Wii before the 360 and I remember having the Wii going to play it and I had to do motion controls to play. Uh, I forget what game it was. I think it was Call of Duty. No, no. I think it was um, Paper Mario or something like that. And I, so I'm uh, laying yeah. in bed, swinging my arms going, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is the future. Yeah. And then you had a 360 and you had Elder Scrolls Oblivion and you showed oh, it to man. me in the basement of your aunts over in Riverview. Oh yeah. That, Probably. Yeah. And that's Lucas. That's Lucas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then I got the 360 and yeah, 360 Andrew, you're right. Anyway, Lucas, what about you? Uh, man, you guys have brought up some great points. It's funny. The thing about 64, I, I'm not super nostalgically connected to it. It's hard to those. You need nostalgia to go back to those systems, like the graphics and you stuff. Do. You do. But like, I think a big thing for those systems for like 64 and stuff is like, that's when you're having your first multiplayer experiences. Like, you know, the split screen, no screen mm. peeking, no odd job, slappers only, all that it. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's so funny now, kids these days have no idea. Like we would gather around like a 28 inch TV quartered. 
you know, so you each get like this much yep. of yeah. not high definition resolution. Uh, anyway, um, for me, I'd have to say uh, 360 was a was a that was a that's a good one. But I'm I'm gonna actually go. I think PSP because Ooh, that was so it was good also too. A, we, we man like it was such a we fun also time. made a lot like, of memories with the psp we yeah. made a lot of yeah. psp memories going to brad's office after hours playing those games and i guess we fun. could get Can you tell that story why we did that <laughs> do you why? remember did why we do that again no i don't remember no why because because brad you didn't have internet at west lane and then lucas you were living with your aunt and uncle and my yeah. internet my internet wouldn't connect to the psp for some reason Okay. So we so, would go to my so, office and turn the lights off, and I'll be sitting turn in the there off. Yeah, till like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, good times. And it's funny because that that system had a lot of fun games and it had like so movies. Calm. I remember one time being in Toronto, but I was like, "What am I gonna do?" I was like, I was sitting in a car waiting for Melissa for hours at a, at a giant mall. I was like, "I have I have uh, Casino Royale on PSP disc on UMD." <laughs> <laughs> they put that puppy in. It was great. Uh, just it was the first time a portable system felt like a console. And I mean, obviously the Vita did it way better. And that's an awesome system that I feel like does not get enough credit as well. But yeah, I'm going to go PSP for the nostalgia alone. I think that's and a it's solid one answer. stupid thumbstick. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then for worst, I'm kind of surprised this one didn't happen. But maybe you guys must not have had this one. I'm going to go with a system I owned as a young boy. I saw it, had to have it, cutting edge technology, saved up all my ruples and got it. I got myself a Nintendo Virtual Boy, uh, which was, uh, it shot lasers into your eyes to produce a 3D effect. Um, Turns out it's not great for kids. Uh, Their eyes are still growing. So you basically had to shut it off and pause it every 15 minutes. It's this giant thing that looks like it should be a headset, but it has legs. And you shove your face into it and you're playing. And like it's, but it's what we thought the future was. And it was 3D and it was neat. Uh, it only, I think only 32 games came out for it in the world. I had three. I had Galactic Pinball, great game. Mario Tennis, also a solid pick. And a game called Red Alert, which is this like super pixelated fighter game. Uh, anyway, it was, it was interesting. I, I, what's that? Why do you have a syringe in your hand? Oh, yeah, I, I found it in a container for some reason. I don't know where it came from, but I've been playing with it the whole time. Anyway, uh, and it was, and I enjoyed it very much, but what a horrible system. I remember I took it, I had to go some visit some friend and I, they, mom and dad put me on like a Acadian bus lines bus. So there I am as like a middle schooler going to see my friend on the bus and I break out like we're sitting there, every, everything's the thing's going. And I was like, I just casually pull out my virtual boy and set it up on the bus with a bunch of There's strangers. no casual setting that thing up. <laughs> I know. Anyway, that that was it. While at nostalgic, that was a pretty garbo system. That I was thought big, of mentioning swinging a miss for old Nintendo. I thought of mentioning that one, but my only experience with that was I put my face in it for two seconds when it was set up at a Zellers. <laughs> Uh, in Zeller, some, that's where I bought mine from. In got pink guy. Yeah, and it had Wario <laughs> something. Um, that, that was it for old Brad and the Virtual Boy. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you folks have it. Uh, I see uh, Mr. MJ Collicott said Xbox. Did not say which one. Um, I'm not sure if he's not aware there's more than one, but uh, he <laughs> will never know. Maybe he wants the whole series. Anyway, very good. Uh, and well. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Seamless. Instagram, and YouTube, Seamless, at Oxford Holy Club. Um, if you do a th- use social media, throw up the hashtag OHClub so that we can see it.
not only that, but you can send your questions, your tiebreakers, suggestions, and more to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. And as you know, we don't pay to advertise. Uh, so it would be fantastic if you re- if you could click the share button, the like, and the comments, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And so for Andrew Beckwith and Lucas Candy, my name is Brad Silliker. This has been the Auction Holy Club episode 151 entitled Console Shrek and Discipline. So until next time, keep spiritually fit and have, and have fun. fun.